generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Let's go real quick to the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 6. Please invite your friends. Keep inviting your friends, family, loved ones. Let them know. There's something great is happening at King's. We're going to be five in four Sundays. It's going to be a big celebration. First of October, we're going to be shutting it down with some amazing voices. And not shutting it down, shutting it up. Second Samuel, because the long text, I'm going to read a bulk of it and ask you to read a couple verses. Second Samuel chapter 6 verse 1, the Bible says again, David gathered all the choice men. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the soundtrack. But now can we get back on track? Even though I don't need a backing track. Again, is the glow for me again. You know that guy? Again, David gathered all the choice men of Israel. How many people? How many people? 30,000 men. And David arose and went with all the people who were with him from Bale Judah. Bale Judah. Baal Judah. To bring up from there the ark of God. Now, to carry the ark, you needed just four men. David went extra on God's cause. He went with 30,000 people. In other words, serving and honoring God is such a big deal, you need to become God's town crier in your generation. That when it's time to worship, you don't just treat it with levity. It's not just one ark that will just carry. David went extra. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going extra with my worship this, this month. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't know whether you had an extra year. Pause for their response. But tell them I want to go extra this morning. 30,000, not just ordinary men, 30,000 strong choice men. And it went with them, the Bible says, to bring up the ark of God whose name is called by the name, capital N, the Lord of hosts, that's Jehovah Sabaoth, who dwells between the cherubim. So they set the ark of God in a new cart and brought it up out of the house of Abinadab, which was on a hill. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drove the new cart and they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, accompanied the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark. Then David and all the house of Israel, what did they do? What did they do? What did they do? What did they do? I need your voices. Shout it louder. Played music before the Lord on all kinds of instruments of firwood on harps on stringed instruments on tambourines on sistrums and on cymbals how about broad strums and when they came to Nakon's threshing floor Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it for the ark stumbled then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah and God struck him there for his error and he died there by the ark of God and David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah and he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah that's the breaking out against Uzzah to this day verse 9 David was afraid of the Lord that day and he said how 
how can the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of Judah, city of David. But David took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. I proclaim concerning you. Over the next three months of your life, you're going to have dramatic increase. That amen sounds like it's on probation. Over the next three months of your life, you're going to have the returns and the rewards of years. Compressed, pressed down, shaken together, running over, downloaded and distilled in your generation. In the name of Jesus. I don't know who this word is for, but I know December 31st, somebody is going to be standing on this stage to say, I received the word of my prophet and now I can't even believe it. Just like Mr. Oyigba said, I was not even planning to buy land. I didn't have the money for it. But God is about to switch something in my life and change the trajectory of my career. I proclaim it concerning your life, landed property, fruits from your field, expansion, influence the anointing of God upon your life generational capacity some of you will walk into a room and people will be delivered liberated the anointing of God upon you and in your spirit man we cast out devils and demons break yokes and bring healing if you believe it, shout a thunderous hallelujah high five your neighbor and tell him the ark is in my house Verse 12, now he was talking, David saying, the Lord has blessed the house of Abedadom and all that belongs to him because of the, tell me, because of the what? The ark of God, verse 12, look at it. Verse 12, verse 12, verse 12, media, verse 12, it said, the Lord had blessed Abedadom and all that belongs to him because of the, because of, because of, Somebody shouts, the ark is in my house. Somebody shout, the ark makes a difference. I love the energy from pockets and places. I'm going to be monitoring from now on. If your voice is not loud, no breakfast for you. What kind of bribery is that one? I'm the pastor, I can legislate that. The ark, somebody shout, the ark makes a difference. All through this month when I'm charging, I'm going to be talking about the ark and presence of God. And when the other ministers are speaking as well, they might touch on it or touch on some other things about gratitude and thanksgiving and giving praise to God. Now, let me just start off with this. Why on earth do you think that God will strike a man? Why would God strike a man? Why would God not just allow an innocent mistake pass? That this God, do you have anger issues? Right? It's like God, you have anger issues. Not even issues. You know, there are those who have issues. Then there are those who have issues. Then there are those who have e-shoes, electronic shoes, to kick people even online. Right? And the people that have issues. Like, God, what's going on? Someone just touched an ark. Just let him be. Let him be. Well, let me give you some of the reasons, possibly, uh, why God couldn't just let that be. Now, one of the things I want to realize is whatever God does is actually good. It is not the action that makes it good. It is the fact that it is God that is doing it. So when, when God slayed his son on the cross, it looks like it's a bad thing, like murder. But if it's God that kills a man, there's redemption in that death. You've got to see that. <laughs> if it's God that kills someone, he's bringing life out of that situation. 
And I'll explain it to you. Similarly, if the devil does something that looks good, that thing is actually bad. So if Jesus spits in your face, there's healing in his spittle. We see that. Right? If the devil allows you to go to uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, where there is flourishing and happiness, there is badness in that place. Are you following that? So it is not the action that makes it good. It's like if a scammer says, oh, I have a deal for you, I hope you know it's bad. If a prophet says, give me the last money you have, I hope you know it's good. Come on, guys. Elisha told a woman, a widow, so go and bring me your last. Are you following this? You need to understand this because many of us have fallen into the trap of thinking there's an action that is good. It's not the action that is good. It's the intention that makes the action good or bad. So if a medical doctor cuts you open for surgery, I hope you know it's good. If a killer releases a sweet-smelling but poisonous gas, I hope you know it's bad. You know their killer perfumes? Literally, that take care of people's lives. Are you following? So why would God take the life of somebody who was just trying to help him? And that exactly is the reason. Because nobody is big enough to help God. God had said it expressly, when you carry the ark, put it on your shoulders and carry it like this. In other words, the men should be of the same height. In other words, when you're carrying the presence of God, integrity, sameness, similarity. Are you following this now? So they put it on a new cart. God was already vexing with that one. I said, carry something on your shoulder. Why? It says the government will be where? On the shoulder. So you don't carry the presence of God with levity. You carry with responsibility. So the fact that the spirit of God lives in you does not mean you are a careless person. I cannot do anyhow, anyhow. Look at neighbors say, if you do anyhow, you might see anyhow. <laughs> they put on a cart. That was already, you know, rocking. And now Uzzah touched the ark. Why would God not allow Uzzah leave? Because if Uzzah had lived for the rest of the generations of Israel, Uzzah would have been known as the man who saved God. And any man who saves God is bigger than God. Are you following? <laughs> Look at your neighbor. Say, what have you been looking for for salvation? Have you noticed almost everything you turn to depend on when God was not coming through? God either killed that thing or that thing almost killed you. Oh, come on, y'all. When you were trusting God, say, God, if this man is not coming, I can do bad all by myself. Let me find a man. Let me find a man for myself. Did you notice that that man, man handled you? Manipulated you, manufactured lies, manoeuvred his way into your secret place. Look at your neighbor, sir. I don't know if he's talking to you right now, but 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 God is speaking. Remember our deal if you don't respond, no breakfast. <laughs> so, if God had allowed Uzzah lived, guess who they would have been worshiping? The focus will no longer be on the are you following this? will no longer be on the ark. The focus will be on Uzzah. Guess what the chance will be for the rest of the trip? Uzzah, 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 Uzzah. Are you following this?
God said, I won't let any man touch my glory. Look at your neighbor. Say, it's your food, but give God his glory. Some of you didn't look at nobody. Look at somebody. I know it's quite uncomfortable because of the way some of us are seated. But look at somebody eyeball to eyeball. Say, please, it's your food, but give God his glory. It's important that we don't begin to rest our lives, our future, on our salary, on our charisma, on our track record, on our history, on our experience, on the things that we're used to, on the things that we know, on the things that we've been. Uche, don't stop getting distracted. Give God his glory. I wish I could have somebody right now who just wants to raise a voice and say, God, I'm not Uza. I'm not going to be touching your ark. I'm not going to be touching your ark. I want to give you your glory. Is there anybody who has a shout that is predicated on something that God did? Is there anybody who's shouting not just because I said so, but because they can testify of something? Give God his glory. Give God his glory. I know there's some things you're still trusting him for, but do you know how many things he's already done that I didn't tell you about? Do you know how many connections he's already planted in October and November? Give God his glory. God said, I took Uzzah out of the way so I won't have to destroy more people. Because idolatry may keep you alive, but you're a walking dead person. Does that make sense? And so that happens now. And all of a sudden, David said, man, God, I need to stop being familiar with you. So the next time David is going to bring all of this, it's like, I'm going to do things differently. See what David did. Let me show you what David did. The word says in verse uh, 11, the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom. So he dumped the ark in Obed-Edom's house like, I can't deal with this stuff. So imagine David, he didn't even take it to his house like, I don't want any death. Because if my son would touch the ark now, God would just vex. But see, the issue, watch this, was not the touching of the ark. Do you know how I know? Because the ark was at the top of the hill in Abinadab's house. That means somebody carried it there. So the issue was not the touching. The issue was supporting. You can touch God, but you can't support him. The ark was there for 20 years. Somebody had to clean it. Stop trying to support God. When you give, you're given this money, you're not supporting God. You're responding out of worship. You know, the people who are in certain churches say, I'm a pillar in this church. I've been supporting this church. You can't support the church, technically. It's Christ that builds the church. Are you following that? And he bought it with something you haven't given. It's called blood. He said, whom he purchased with his own blood. So the issue is the ideology. God, let me support you. Abraham tried it. Since God, Isaac is not coming, let me support you and listen to my wife, Hagar, and have Ishmael. And what happened with that? David said, God, I need to do things differently. God blessed Obedidom's house with an accidental encounter. There's some of you, you thought you came for food this morning, but you came for the glory of God. You're not living with a full, a belly full of ewa going. You're living with a spirit full of glory. 
full of the anointing, full of the power of God. All of a sudden, Obadadam stayed prospering. His child that was trying to write jam for years finally passed jam. Jer Jerusalem edition. His wife, who had not had children for a long time, in three months, the child had the woman had triplets. Three months. Conjecture. It's not in the Bible. <laughs> I'm saying good things they happening. The guy planted one seed. The whole plantation emerged. Everything was working for Obedidom. And the Bible says, because of the ark. Can I just propose to somebody that your degree has done the best it can do? Can I propose to you? The Bible does not say that Obedidom took an extra course or an online master class. Those things are good, but the Bible is very clear that the prosperity of Obedidom was because of the ark. Somebody shout because of the ark. Those in front of shouts and those at the back, I can't quite hear you. Can you holler at me? I love the urge coming from Coastal Stable, but can you shout it louder from all the way back? Say, I'm prospering because of the ark. Shout because of the ark. Because of the See it in your mind. Shout it louder. Shout it louder. Holler it. What's happening? You're getting better because healing in your body. The food will be a conduit of healing grace. Your bubble will find you in the service. David said, you know what, I'm going to bring back this ark. What's in the ark? Three major things in the ark, but I can't teach it today again. Number one, there was Aaron's rod that bought it in the ark. Number two, there was manna in a golden pot. The manna that fell in the wilderness, they put part of it in a golden pot as a memorial. And uh, there was the tablets of stone. Now, the ark had manna inside Manna was the miraculous provision of God that no human being was responsible for. Can I propose to you that the ark of God's presence has provision that your hands can never make available for you? I need somebody to really understand that. The ark has embedded in it self-sustaining supply streams. Because the representation of the glory of God. And the Bible says that there, was, there were rivers issued forth from the throne of God. You see that in Revelation. And from the altar of God, Ezekiel 47. So there are some of you, all the provision you've had in your life, you can trace it to your hand. Can I propose to you that as a part of the curse of Adam? There's provision that has nothing to do with human hands. And somebody is going to experience that this month. That amen even sounds like it needs more grace. I can't go into the details this morning, but let me just prophesy. There was golden manna in the pot. The Bible tells us that in Hebrews chapter 9 we see that. Golden manna in the pot. Who remembers the instruction about the manna? Gather enough for one day. Because if it stays one night, what's going to happen? It will? Rot. So how come there was manna in the ark and it did not rot? Because God's presence is the greatest preservative. 
Oh, yours. I hope somebody's getting this right now. I hope somebody's getting this right now. In, in other words, whether I have a salary or not, I'm provided for and my provision is preserved. Whether the big client goes to Canada or not, I'm provided for and my provision is preserved. Whether the sponsor shows up or not, I'm provided for and my provision is preserved. Who am I preaching to? Because some of you, so see, this breakfast service is a prophetic reminder that there is still a God who provides food you don't have to pay for and there are some of you who have believed the lie that anything I have in my life I have to work for it what happened to the work of grace that God says I'm bringing you into a season in your life that yes you will work but you will not toil you will work but you will not slave you will work but you will not do it at a detriment of your sanity and your integrity and your purity the manna in the ark did not go bad because anything you place in God cannot spoil somebody shall nothing spoil if you put a going in God he will preserve it you put eggs in God he will preserve it you put your destiny in God he will preserve it he says now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask or think he said he is able to keep that which I've committed into his hands God's presence can preserve more than a freezer more than a refrigerator he can freeze and unfreeze he can preserve and promote high five your neighbor and tell him he's a preserver shout it louder shout it louder He's a preserver. I proclaim concerning somebody's mind. You feel like you're losing your mind. Your mind is preserved in the name of Jesus. A woman, you feel like you're about to hit menopause. I put a pause on your menopause. I freeze it in the name of Jesus. Your eggs will so bring for children. You will not be behind your time. In the name of Jesus, your manna will not go bad. High five somebody till their palms blush and tell them your manna will not go bad your manna will not go bad high five somebody else and say God is preserving it he's preserving your mind your sanity your outlook your opportunities your approach your possibilities your your passion your grace your gift your oils your fragrances God is preserving you the Bible says in old age you'll seal the fat and flourish it if you think I'm dapper now watch out for my 90th birthday I'm so God got my swag on ah because I'm in are you hearing what I'm saying I, I'm gonna move a little bit like like this because if you are in God nothing spoil nothing spoil you can call me P Dams Papa nothing spoil when I'm 90 I'll still be releasing white paper with a head full of white hair come on but not as Shout, God preserves it. Your manna will not cease. But it's not the manna that will spoil. It's a manna that will spoil the works of the devil. In the name of Jesus. Shout, yes.
I'm going to close with this. Everything in your life will be blessed. It's good to see you, man. It's been a long time. Even your dress will be blessed. People will just be like, oh, what's going on? There's something going on here. Everything in your life will be blessed. You are not the one waiting for the blessing. Things are waiting for you to bless them. You are the blessing carrier. You're the blessing distributor. You're the blessing platform. You're the blessed, blessing irrigator. You are sober. Everything you touch is blessed. Uh, we are blessing you with food, but you are blessing the food. You are allowing the food to fulfill its destiny and its purpose. Somebody shout, I'm a blessed man. In a blessed place. On a blessed day. In a blessed God. Doing blessed things. Give me my text. Go back to how David carried the ark. And the Bible says every six paces. Come on. Every six paces. Go there real, real quick. Six paces. Yeah. And when it was. Go to verse 12. Context. Verse 12. Now it was talking. David saying the Lord has blessed the house of Abedim. See. How many testimonies will there be? Oh come on. My biggest blessing just walked in the room. Biggest blessing after Christ. Now, how blessed do you have to be, John Benedict, whose birthday is this week? Wednesday? Your birthday is on Wednesday. Birthday is on Wednesday. Let's not forget to celebrate John's birthday. Now, how blessed does John have to be? For the president to hear about it. How blessed. Is it everything that gets the president's attention? That means it must be very big. Because the Bible does not say, and David perceived in the spirits. The Bible says it was told King David. That that guy that you threw that ark. That Uzat was trying to support. Said the guy in whose house you place the ark, everything has changed. Let me just announce to somebody I see brand new cars. Forget how, when, where, from who. I release it as a prophetic word over the house. We're grateful for the Tokumbo cars, but our God is not a Tokumbo God. Are you understanding that? We need to begin to redefine the possibilities of God. And I don't know about you, but I'm a prime candidate. God, if you want to do new things, here I come. Behold, I come in the volume of the books is written of me to do your will, O oh God. Lord, send the new things through my life. Obed-Edom started getting king great blessings. Because only king great blessings that gets king's attention. If it was, ah, uh, his rabbits gave birth. Well, you don't bother the king with that. So for the king to hear and to pay attention. He said, the Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom. Uh, and all that belongs to him. Because, somebody said, because of the ark. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Abraham to the city of David with gladness. I did a survey. Do you know the distance? You know the distance? 10 kilometers. 
Kilo me, kilo me. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> See, this was the reason they wanted to use the cart before. Because it's long. But you can't shortchange the commitments of covenant. God said, no, shoulder it. No matter how long, you must carry that thing. Don't put it on technology. Don't use technology to replace your consecration. In other words, watching messages on social media is not the same thing as personal devotion. That you're trying to use cats to carry the ark. That somebody's doing the work for you. You're not doing the work of staying still in the secret place. You're now in the scrolling screen. Says S is there, S S. See that? Ten kilometers, but here's the next thing. All right, it's gonna come in a few minutes. Go to the next verse. And so it was when those it was no longer a cart now, when those bear in the ark. Can I get four men? Any random four? No, no random, just four men. Four men. Come, let me show you guys something. Thank you guys. I want to stand this way, looking this way. Two of you here, one, two, one, two. Facing that way. No, you got to face that way. Yes, yes. Now, how many of you know that these four men, they cannot carry the ark? They can't carry the ark. Because Mr. T, his shoulder is higher than every other person's shoulder. So to carry the ark, to be lopsided. You don't carry the prince with lopsidedness. That's number one. Number two, how many of you know that a lot of the burden will be on two people's shoulders? So it had to be four men. That's number one. Number two, how many of you know that they also had to walk at the same pace? Otherwise, there will be trouble. So it was a lot of work. A lot of intentionality. But this is what I like about it. Thank you very much, guys. When those bearing the ark had gone, What? Six paces that he sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. I'm sorry. Let me disturb you one more time. I'm sorry. Please go. I'm sorry. Just, just stand here. I want, it, I want to stay in your mind. Stay here. Yes, same, same way. Let's assume they are of the same height. Come closer. They're carrying the ark. Give them an ark. Patch, ark, mark, match past something. <laughs> Your ark is from Paramount Pictures. <laughs> no, or Universal Studios or something. Anyway, God is universal and is paramount. <laughs> now, six paces, so let's count. Go six. No, you guys, you gotta hold it like this. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Five, six, stop! Every six paces. Every, come on y'all. Every six paces. David said, stop! Whew, I feel like preaching. And he sacrificed an oxen. Sorry, not an oxen. Oxen is plural. That means more than one. Oxen and fatted sheep. 10,000 kilometers. 
intentionality in other words God I treasure you so much I refuse to be familiar with you every six steps I take in my life I'll pause and say thank you for steps one two three four five six I'm not yet where I'm going but I've covered six paces is there anybody wants to say I'm not yet married but I've walked away from toxic relationships and chewing gum boys and nonsense encounters in people's beds is there anybody wants to say I've not received the calling yet but I started attending Kings for three Sundays straight come on somebody every six every six paces I'll pause and salah I'll think of the mercy of God I'll, I'll think of the goodness of God I'll think about how far God's brought me so far I'll think hey somebody shout yes watch this the paces were the easy things the sacrifice was the hard one because we take the paces we did it in about 10 seconds but to kill oxen the manpower required to wrestle that thing come on have you done a bull ride before and shed blood that means that all the way to the city of david david littered it with blood in other words, saying, God, my journey for you is marked by the things I gave up for you. Blood, 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 blood. A walk with God is a bloody walk. Just that the greatest of all is the blood of Jesus. And so we don't shed the blood of our own efforts, but we honor the blood that's been shed for us. And we don't treat the light thing. Paul says that we can't consider that bloody light thing. So every six paces. What is six? Six is the number of man. So every time he came to the best he could do. He said, God, I'm giving you out of what I have. In other words, there was great logistics behind it. To ensure that they never got to the sixth pace without enough sheep and oxen to give. Some of you need to enter in a place where you save up to give to God. You save up for tickets. You save up. For flights, you save up for marriage. Have you ever saved say, I'm saving up to give God my first million? My first 10 million, my first 100 million. Are you getting this? The logistics involved. Sunday, every six days, we gather. It's symbolic. Are you here? <laughs> we did an approximation that one pace was about a meter, but it's not a meter, it's less than a meter. One piece is at best half a meter. But using a meter, he had to stop 1,600. Can you do it again? Six pieces. One, one, two, three, four. Keep going. Five, six, six. I just wanted people to see. How many times did he have to stop? Six. 1,666.7. How many sheep must he have killed? Technically, it's about 2,000 pieces. More than over 2,000 pieces. He killed at least two sheep and two oxen every time. So, bringing the ark, 
he killed at least 4,000 sheep and 4,000 oxen. So when Solomon offered a thousand bullocks, he was not the first person. David had already offered thousands in one day, which means that whatever you do in your generation becomes normal in the next. You can legislate worship through a lifestyle. Are you ready to worship God this morning? Are we ready to honor God this morning? Somebody open up your mouth and shout hallelujah. Before we turn it over to breakfast, we're going to be receiving the ministry of this anointed woman. But before she comes up, raise your hands up to heaven and say, Lord, I will pause and praise. I will pause. Everybody stand. Say, Lord, I will pause and praise. Uh, can, can you set her up? I will pause and praise. I will, I will rise and worship. Oh, begin to wave your hands to God. Wave your hands to the Most High. Celebrate Him for His majesty and His goodness. Exalt and honor honor him every six spaces every six spaces some of us we've walked two kilometers without pausing to shed blood to offer anything to yield anything but God says can we start again can we start again and if you're here you have not received the life of Jesus this is a good time for you to say I receive Jesus Yes, I came to honor my friend's invitation to breakfast. But there's a bigger invitation. Jesus said, come and have breakfast. John chapter 21, I believe it's verse 12. Come and have breakfast. Let's dine. Let's eat together. Revelation 3, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with him. And he will dine with me every six spaces somebody make a fresh commitment every six spaces you can translate this as well to weekly worship every six days on the seventh day belongs to God we need to return that culture there are so many believers right now who think going to church twice a month is worship it's consecration every Sunday you must be there Say, I can worship God in my house. Yes, that's why you have six days to do that in your house. Right? Let's not allow the culture of the world creep into us. Have you noticed that the unbelievers, they are very faithful with their clubbing? Have you noticed? So why are you, why are you doing your own God differently? The unbeliever carries the splodges on Dorime. Splodge. He will even buy for people he doesn't know. When was the last time you paid somebody's transport to bring them to church? We have to be consecrated. 2,000 times, buddy. David stopped. Because of your day, just stop. I said, People say, what's wrong with you? He said, you don't understand. He said, what's right with me? Enter a boat. I come in the name of the Lord. The guy was saying, what do you mean? Say, in the name of the Lord is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.